You're listening to the Homeboys Podcast, recorded in our Indiana office and with combined 40 years of experience. Here's your hosts, Clint and Scott. Hey, everybody, you're with the Homeboys and the Homeboys Podcast. We're so glad that you're here with us. As always, I'm here with my devastatingly charming co-host, Mr. Scott Adams. How are you, my friend? Good, thanks. I think you oversold me a little bit, but... Hey, that's a good intro. That's yeah. a, that's an Emmy winning intro it. right there. I'll take it. Uh, anyway, we've got uh, we've got a fun show uh, today. We're going to talk about turnkey investing and turnkey real estate. How we got into turnkey, how we were introduced to turnkey, and how we have facilitated turnkey and offered it to our clients uh, for a very long time. So we hope to add a little bit of humor and some of our experience into this. And we're just uh, glad that you're with us. So anyhow, we're uh, we're into the new year. How's your new year going going for you so far? So far, uh, despite the world being pretty much a dumpster fire, I, uh, I I don't have many complaints. You know, my family's good and and uh, friends are good and work is good and still chugging away here at work. You know, so I I don't know. I don't have many complaints. You? Well, I started off twenty twenty one with all of these New Year's resolutions. And here we are a couple of weeks in, and I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my life. My New Year's resolutions are out the window. And, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to say this because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start today with 2021 all over all again. Right. I'm going to start right now. I'm going to start eating healthy and working out. And So do you have any New Year's resolutions, and have you kept them? No, I don't have any, and I haven't kept them. And uh, I have a suggestion Didn't for you. Didn't start off with anything. Nothing. Not a thing. Nothing. I'm perfect the way that I am. It is a. <laughs> it is something that you've had going for you for a very long time. But my advice for a New Year's resolution is next year, just have your resolution to be the heaviest you've ever been, and then you'll hit it. Yeah. You know, I feel sorry for my wife. You know, I, I catch I catch glimpses as I'm I walking through a room that has a mirror in it, and I'm like... Yeah, I've Always. wanted to remove all mirrors from Always my house happened. for many years. You know, you know, I used to have all this self confidence, and I am I five foot two now? Mm-hmm. I feel like I just keep shrinking, yeah. less confidence. Yeah, but, yeah. Anyway, people um, used to stop us and and in the airport when Clinton and I, I would be walking through, and they'd say, you know, oh, you look just like Russell Crowe. I mean, it happened multiple times. I saw a video of Russell Crowe Crow recently, and he's about two seventy probably. So I'm just kind of You're behind. evolving into Russell with Crow. Russell Crowe. Yep. You know, Gladiator Russell Crowe was that was Ripped. a big deal. You yep. know, I was in college. Oh, and I yeah. gladly took it. Now I'm a fluffball Russell yes. Crowe. Correct. And, okay. Well, we so, should talk about real anyway. estate. <laughs> so yeah, today uh, turnkey real estate. It's been something that's been popular for the better part of the last decade. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I always did. You and I got together. In 2010, uh, it's something that you had a little bit more experience with. I kind of brought more of the property management experience. So why don't we start off with everybody out there that doesn't know what turnkey real estate is, and there's a lot of people that don't, just breaking it down and what is turnkey real estate at its core. Sure. So before I get into kind of explaining it, you had a great summary about it when we've talked about it in the past. Say, Say what that was. I think I said the A to Z. Yeah. Um, turnkey real estate is basically 
you don't have to worry about everything that it takes to get you from A to Z with the property. You get to come in and start at Z. So the acquisition, the rehab, all of the surprises you know that come along with it, um, checking all of the systems uh, that are in fully functioning working working order. Um, the property management is in place as far as screening tenants, um, and then. 95% of the time, our tenant is already in place whenever someone buys the home. So you're truly coming in at Z where if a person bought a home, they've got to you know, find a realtor or find a way to acquire that home. The rehab, which is where a million disasters you know, happen you know, with, uh, with working with contractors and, and all of that. And then property management is kind of what brings it all together. Um, that really secures your ongoing investment um, that's already in place. We've already screened the tenant. Uh, that's very extensive process. And from day one, it's essentially cash flow. That's right. So, you know, you went through that pretty quick and it sounds pretty simple. You know, you get a, a house that someone acquired, you know, you've got a house that someone rehabbed and you've got a house that is inspected and property management's in place. And so it sounds pretty simple, each of those steps. And people, th- I mean, today people think it is simple. There's right. a million real estate shows, a million podcasts, you know, YouTube, that make the process seem extremely easy. Uh, however, it is very difficult. It's something that we perfected over a combined 40 years of real estate experience where we have made tons of mistakes, and now those mistakes are limited and almost non-existent, but it still happens from time to time. But being in turnkey real estate and providing turnkey real estate to folks, all of those surprises and hiccups along the way are, are taken out for the customer. That's right. And, you know, we've got an entire team behind us to, to make those things happen. And so it's kind of step by step, um, you know, with turnkey, the, verse, the first step is acquisitions. And, um, you know, it's, it sounds like, well, why don't I just call a realtor? We'll make some offers on some houses. There's a, about a million things that can go wrong there. And, um, you know, one thing that I was, I was just telling Jamie, our sales manager, uh, about the other day was I went to a tax sale and I bought a light post. I've told you this story many times yep. for $60,000. So I spent $60,000 on a parcel that had a light post on it because in the advertising parcel ID that they had advertised was for the house, even though the legal notice wasn't. So it's not that I just didn't research. It's that there was a mistake in a posting. And, uh, you know, that's just one example. Of, and and you know, as far as tax sales and sheriff sales, I mean, that's a topic that we could get into and have a whole episode on and something that you're an expert at that I don't claim to be really. That's yeah. another thing that you've always handled. But, you know, you talk about real estate agents and I think that that's a fun topic, just real quick, because, you know, how many real estate agents, let's just say within the Metropolitan Indianapolis Board of Realtors, know anything about investment property and can help f- facilitate that? And we're talking about such a finite number of people. People don't even know how to pick up a HUD foreclosure. People don't know anything about rehab. They know it's they're in it for a commission and know nothing about investing. Yeah, but even estate. even the one and there's some really good specialists in investment real estate in the sense that they list them. 
There are some experts in our town that that's what they do. They list foreclosures for the banks and for the homes. I know all of them personally. You do too. Mm-hmm. Not a single one of them is really a real estate. Well, there's one of them that's a real estate investor. He buys at tax sales and such. But none of them are professional real estate investors. They're just listing machines. Correct. Uh, bank owned. Right. Corporate owned. Uh, HUD owned foreclosures. Right. They don't look just... at the back end. They don't look at the property management. They don't look at the rehabs. You know, they those aren't all things. So even the top experts in the field aren't necessarily the best at, you know, providing you a property that's going to be a good cash flowing asset. So, you know, again, we can dive into each step of that process so deep and we will in further episodes, but, you know, ac- after acquisitions comes the rehab, you know, and that is a nightmare that could be 10 episodes. You know, it's, we've been doing this for, like Clint said, for a combined 40 years and we still run into so many issues with rehabbing. We're very lucky we have the same contractors that we've had basically since getting in the business. And we hold on to them like grim death because every time, you know, and to get to these contractors, we've gone through hundreds, literally hundreds of contractors. We've had money stolen. We've had, um, you know, jobs done with fake flooring underneath. I remember you paid for a house that was a, literally a trampoline in, in the kitchen. That's you cr- could literally cr- bounce off the, the ground. In between the laminate floor and the subfloor, you could literally bounce up and right. down. Yep. And right. that's just one example. You know, well, that, not to say, I mean, I mean, there's a million stories. I mean, it was just a handful of years ago, out of spite, we had a contractor unplug the uh, sump pump. That's right. And once we got over to the property, uh, six feet of water, you know, in the basement of a finished basement that we had just, we had just rehabbed. It's the, the stories just go on and on. The, the, the contractors running off with payments and you know, never hearing from them again. Although that does not happen to us, you know, very often, because like you said, we work with the same you know, people over and over again. And a lot of our contractors that we use 100% of their business comes from our book of business. But Someone that's trying to get into real estate that just goes to the yellow pages to find a contractor to rehab their property that they bought through Zillow or from a wholesaler or whatever avenue that they did, it's not impossible, but it's pretty it's pretty close. There's a lot of risks there. There's a, a lot of hidden expenses that'll grab you. There's a, a million things that will go wrong. And and kind of before we go on to that next step of, of what is needed. You know, if you tried to do this on their, your own versus what turnkey real estate is, before we go on to that next step, it may sound like we're trying to scare folks almost with these nightmare stories, but we came to turnkey real estate because of this. We literally wanted to solve these things for ourselves as much as for our clients at the beginning because it is an incredibly difficult thing to do to build a portfolio of single-family residential income-producing properties even if it's your full-time job and you've got the best team of experts, we have the most experienced team of experts in the industry, in in the state by far. For sure. And it's still difficult. And so, you know, I don't want this to, to feel like we're just fear-mongering um, because there are success stories out there who have done it. We've helped people do it the old-fashioned way. But the, we're just trying to be honest about how real those risks are and why we believe in turnkey so much. Because at the end of the day, we genuinely believe in it. We do it because we believe it is the best solution and the best way for people to enter the market. 
Um, so, you know, the next part is kind of, you know, after the rehabs, it's inspections. And, um, you know, that sounds like a small step. And, okay, I just call and get an inspection. Well, inspectors are across the board. Some try to find everything possible to um, justify themselves. Some miss too many things that aren't. You know, we've got um, one of the reasons that turnkey works so well for our clients is we've got a rehab superintendent who goes out. Well, first of all, our acquisitions director goes out, finds the house, puts a bid together on what he sees that it will need. Then we have our rehab superintendent go out, and he's he's a licensed, bonded contractor with more experience than just about anyone. Been with us for fifteen years. Yeah. He puts a bid together. Then he has three crews, three separate crews go out and bid it and try to find everything they can that needs fixed. Now, those folks, they make them, they make money by finding things that are wrong. So I feel like that's in three more sets of eyeballs that are looking for issues. Then we rehab it. Then we inspect, have it inspected by a th- true third-party inspector. We fix the, the things on his summary report that he says need fixed. And then we have him inspected again to make sure we did those repairs and to make sure he just doesn't find anything else. So, And those inspections are available to our clients? Sure, we give them. They're, they're embarrassing. You know, they're, they're literally, as you know, an inch thick, and it makes us look like we don't, we don't know what we're doing, but that's what we want. We want him to find everything. But then it shows that we went back through that inspection, did every little minute thing, whether it could be conduit around a HVAC system right. or... Uh, even you if we it. think it's silly, if it's in the summary and, and it's needed for the house, we do it. Now, again, that sounds simple. You say, well, I'll, I'll go do real estate on my own, and I'll just get an inspection after the uh, contractor goes through. People don't realize how many steps there is to that. It's then getting the contractor out to fix those things that are found. It's then getting it reinspected to make sure that contractor did them right, which even with our crews, they only take it 90% of the way, you know, that second inspection, we had to start having contractors be there for it because they were missing little things. Yeah. And it seems like simple things. But anyway, that process is much harder than people realize. It's not just getting an inspection and going, okay, we're ready to go. It's, you know, it's a week-long process. It's genuinely a week-long process using the best team and the most experienced people. So that part can be tough. And um, you know, if you want to laugh hire three different inspectors to go uh, go inspect the house. It's all over the place, right? It's bananas. Mm-hmm. It's bananas. And and I um, I had a, a house that I was trying to sell, one of my first houses down in Broderpool, and um, the people brought an inspector in. And before their inspector came in, I hired my own just so I could have something to argue with it mm-hmm. for. And there was literally not one single thing that matched on either report. Just not even a single thing. That so, I mean, it's important to note that it is a true opinion Correct. of what's going on at a, at a property that you don't always find everything, right. and the opinions vary from, from inspector to inspector. Yeah, and you and I have been through that so many times that it's it's mind-blowing when we go through it. But, you know, and, and so the next step in that process to be able to provide you a, turn, a client a turnkey house is the most important part and where it can go wrong and where we see everyone in the industry failing, well, not failing, but that's where we see the, the bulk of failures that come from, which is property management, which is you're the expert on. And I genuinely mean you're the expert on. I, I don't know anyone um, definitely in the state that has more experience than you, but you know, I, we travel around the country and meet with other groups like our, 
just like ours, and besides uh, Mac in Chicago, which is no longer in business, I don't believe, mm-hmm. I, I think that you have more experience than anyone else in the field. We've been doing it a long time. Um, it, it happened by accident through the Great Recession. You know, we had some properties that were being being managed, but a lot of our for sale signs got switched out to for rent signs during that time because houses weren't selling anymore. So we literally grew our property management portfolio from property one to property 825. So you're so, saying that when they didn't sell, you had no choice because these people weren't living in their houses. Correct. My, my experience through 2002 to 2010-ish was I had a I had a dozen clients that I would help find a house mm-hmm. as their realtor. I would be their uh, their GC for the property, essentially. General contractor. Um, and I would get the property fixed up for them. And then I would resell it for them. So we were... We were just turning and burning, you know, turning houses. There was lots of newer foreclosures back in those days, and it was easy. It was pretty easy to do. It's the greatest job that I've ever had because it was very relationship based with my clients. Um, You're helping was, people flip houses. It was great. It's it the was dream. Great. It's what you know, and how how it was really becoming sexy with flip this house on A and E and these different, uh, you know, networks. But uh, I was young and naive, and I thought that that's how real estate was going to be forever. But then our houses stopped selling. Everyone knows what happened in 2007, 8, 9, and got into property management, but always grew exceptionally slow. You know, so, I, so on the flips, how many did you have that were sitting out there for sale where you said, oh, my gosh, the market has crashed. I, for my clients, I need to get these cash flowing at the very least. And that caused you to enter a whole industry over that. So you must have been flipping a lot of houses. We were. I mean, I was doing roughly uh, one a month, which at that time I thought for yourself. was correct. That I right. thought was 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 a lot. Yeah. Um, and then for other people, I was representing another four or five a month. Yeah. So we're talking about six a month. Uh, it was great money. It was uh, it was very fruitful. It was very rewarding. And like I said, I thought that's how it was going to be. So but you then, had like 20 houses probably in the pipeline then, including your own, that weren't selling. Yeah, I and this is before technology really entered into into the game. I'd literally have stacks of offers around my desk. I remember. You know, and have them by client what we were looking we, for. We didn't work together then. We were just we were friendly, friendly competitors. Yeah, cooperation. Yep. And I'd come over to your office, and your whole office, you had a big office too, all along the walls with stacks of offers. I always got a kick out of it. It was it was it was nuts uh, to try to keep that all together, which is basically goes back into the acquisition piece of our turnkey. But then you know that 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 launched the property management division. It's it's grown slowly over the last uh, thirteen years, um, and we we take care of everything. We've been doing it for a very long time. I think that's one of the biggest questions people need to ask uh, their property manager. I'm sorry, but if your property manager's been in it for a year or two, probably not going to bode well for your investment. Uh, there's lots of tricks that per, that people learn along the way. We've we've seen all of those. We've rode uh, the ups and downs. Uh, our systems. We can get into you know another episode, but as far as screening, um, as far as the inspection process that we go through, as far as rent collection. Everything is very detailed. We have specific team mem- t- excuse me team members that handle each. We have twenty four hour maintenance around the clock if if, if needed. And that's something that just kind of happens over time. Another thing, like with property management, if you see a company that has just 
grown overnight, it's really hard to acquire even 10 properties, you know, a month as a property management company. Nonetheless, someone, we've seen them come and go that mass market and get 50, 100 properties right out of the gate. And then six months later, they're out of business. We were, we were on a trip, you and I were on a trip to Florida and, um, we met with a few different property managers, and I remember going into a property management office that was incredibly, incredibly impressive, but they were new still, and they had grown way past us in the matter of a year versus what took us 13 years. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, my gosh, I guess I'm just not that good of a businessman. And I remember you saying, just wait. And I said, oh, they look... Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then you've got, you know, in Ohio, there's another one where you've said for years it's it's smoke and mirrors as it out outgrew us. We've seen these companies come and go like that. It is a incredibly difficult and not very rewarding business line of work, property management, and to get it right, it's so rare where, where you someone gets it right. Um, so. I would people. I would caution people to really research the property management side. Um, no matter where you buy, whether it's through us, you know, if, if you're really interested in turnkey, which I think any investor, seasoned or beginner, should look at, especially beginners. I think it's the number one way to enter the market. It's the easiest. It's the best. It's you're going to be backed by a great team. Whether it's our team or there's others like us in other cities. Um, there's actually a couple others in Indy that are they're. We're friends with them. They're, you know, they're smaller than us, but you know they do a good work. And every city has, has great turnkey providers. So I just you, you want to look at their property management as much as you want to look at anything. I think it's I think it's so important, and it's so important. We'll get into it on different podcasts where we spend a, an entire couple of episodes on property management. Uh, one quick. One quick note: We have a friend of ours in uh, in the business that does a that does a podcast, and his biggest recommendation to his listeners was be kind to your property managers. Uh, they're working for very very small margins, and they're providing you a great service. And if you're with a truly experienced property manager, you have to hold on to them like grim death. We see it a lot where people will call and. Uh, badger the team over, you know, silly things. Be kind to your property managers. They they have a, a a large team. They're working on very 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 minute numbers, and it really needs to be a collaborative effort with the property manager and the owner. Open line of communication. Total respect for one another. That's the best way to success. Yeah, so. that, that's why you want to match up so well with the turnkey operation that you decide to go with. You want to make sure that they have the same kind of ethics and, and growth um, ideas as you. you. You just want to make sure that you can at least work with them more as a partner than as some little company that you hire to do these things. Because when you if you treat these companies out there like that, you're... N- they're doing so much for so little that it's not worth their time to have your business. That's what people don't understand. It's, you know, you're talking about $70 a month, you know, that they'll, they'll make on, on gross, gross. And then they have to pay their team out of that. So, you know, it's, it's very small margins and, and you just, you got to tr- treat these property managers, the good ones, which are few and far between, you got to hold on to them 
Um, so that's kind of the the, the steps. That's of the, the A to Z. That's the A to Z. Uh, I think it's important that we get into some real life situations that we've seen, nightmare situations within Turnkey. We have thousands of them that we've seen over the years because we've been doing this a long time. But let's get into a couple situations that people see with turnkey providers that truly don't know what they're doing. You know, they started uh, they started up their business as a turnkey expert and then fall, have, you know failed miserably. I could think of a couple. You know, immediately um, you know share some. We had one really really bad situation here in Indianapolis. I don't think we have to mention any names, but. We had uh, we had a, a national news anchor that got behind a local person here, and they started providing providing homes. I mean, it's easy to look up if you want to look it up on the yeah. internet. He's out on he, bail right now. He's out on bail. Uh, tell us a little bit about that situation. It was pretty messed up. Yeah. So you know, as much as I preach, you know, I, that I believe in turnkey, and um, no matter where you do it, you also have to heavily screen who you do it with. And what the product is, and that's very difficult to do, especially. But when this one, this guy's correct. on a national news show. I mean, he's got to. This has got to be the gospel. I mean, I could I can turn on national news and see this real estate expert out there tell me that I need to get into turnkey real estate. So like, people were duped so bad by this guy, and I know that I'm getting pissed off just talking about it because. They believed him, and we know. know what what it, what what happened. Like we knew it. That's as, how hard it is to screen. Is what I know. I'm saying because I mean this guy is a national figure. We knew it as it was happening before it it went, um, you know, nuclear. That it was going to eventually. You know, it's it's basically a giant Ponzi s- scheme where you know there was ways. I keep, to I catch keep it. interrupting, but <laughs> but we, we we saw this going on. And we saw the types of houses that they were providing. I mean, the literal turds of real estate in Indianapolis. Lipstick in on a pig. the worst neighborhoods that I won't travel to. Our, yep. We won't put our staff there. You know, I mean, you, you can't go there without having a gun on you. Right. And you're still not safe. And, and we had clients coming up to us at events that we would do and say, you know, you guys really, the, the returns that the, they're getting are Correct. unbelievable. We don't you, know what we're doing. We, you guys really need to take a look at what you're doing. <laughs> we, we literally had lec- were lectured by mm-hmm. people about this. And so, so I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I, I, I'm getting, I'm getting hot just talking about it. Just talk about a couple of the situations, you know, that happened within this turnkey provider here locally. Well, the, the, some of the funniest, I shouldn't say funniest because people were definitely hurt by it, but some of the most outrageous ones were people were buying houses that didn't exist, that literally did not exist. And, and one, someone bought a house that burned down three days prior to closing, you know, and paid cash $80,000. Um, we were inundated with calls after this company went out of business for folks who were trying to scramble and figure out what the heck to do. So I have a list of probably a hundred stories of what happened here, but there. <laughs> but that particular situation, the house burns down, they still close on it. But then what happened after is probably the most egregious thing that that I can think of. Because you know, you think, well, man, maybe they didn't know that it burned down, but you know they did. But that person who bought it still received Rents. rent money, correct, from a property that did not exist, right. Right. 
So, so a lot of these companies, when you see them implode, they will have they will sell you a house. They'll say it's rented, and they'll send you rent checks. Well, they just made eighty thousand dollars. Well, they just got eighty thousand dollars on the sale for a house they paid four thousand dollars for. So they got seventy six thousand dollars just to slowly give you six hundred dollars of it back to string you along for a while. You know, and we see this stuff all the time, and sadly, in in all markets. And sadly, screening is difficult. You know, these guys, you know, we could sit here for an hour and, and get worked up talking about just how ridiculous and awful this stuff is. But the bottom line is, you've got a screen. You know, you've got, these people were buying houses without final pictures of the house. They would be strung along and they would still close because they were, they were almost hypnotized by these pieces of paper that had these great returns written on them and a picture of what the house could be. And it's like they were hypnotized into thinking, oh, this is great. You guys need to get this, do this. Mm -hmm. Well, no, we want to offer real houses at real returns, and that's what the real providers do. Right. You know, and this is, this is a whole other episode we can get into, but you know, it's going to sound like the dumbest thing anyone's ever told you guys, which is if the returns are high, be very cautious. Look for boring. If you're looking for real estate, uh, for turnkey investment, residential real estate, for cash flow purposes, don't chase returns. Don't do it. We see people get burned. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. I can hear my dad, you know, right now. He used that line forever, and it's 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 so true in our industry. Um, we we there was another provider you mentioned one that came out of Ohio, they actually got offices, you know, here in downtown, claimed to be real estate experts, and in their name, you know, talked about the returns was part of their name, and I don't want to mention, right. I don't want to mention, mention the name, but it, there again, you know, we've had, we had people say, well, I talked to these, these, these uh, experts that have an office downtown, and we'd pull it up on the website and be like, oh my gosh, I mean. Yeah, one was a, a multi-level marketing, you know, guy who'd never done real estate in his life, and suddenly they get two microphones and they're they're suddenly experts. And to be honest, that's part of what motivated us to do this podcast is we were seeing people out there, uh, the pretenders that really they would they would shine themselves up and they would come off as professionals. And it's hard to know when uh, when those people are real or not. And it starts with the properties. That's where you got to start. But you know, before we did dive too deep down that rabbit hole, you know, turnkey overall. We want to we want to just kind of wrap that up and explain. Turnkey is again. You hit the ground. You at have C. to calm me down. I'm still pissed. Yeah. Off. I get pissed <laughs> off talking about these I know companies. You do. It's, it's I, awful. I, I got to get my blood pressure to not go there. But I'm sick of seeing people get ripped off. I'm, I know. I'm tired of it. And then we got an answer to it, you know, too. So, and as they're getting ripped off, people question our integrity by saying you can't meet their returns. So it's frustrating being in the industry surrounded by a lot of sharks that are just doing awful things. So believe me, I get you. But at the end of the day, if you screen it, and you have to screen it, turnkey real estate is a great entry. Now, everyone, sadly, part of the reason we had to do this this topic is because turnkey means different things to everyone. Some people, turnkey just means the house is ready to rent. Good luck. Here's your house. Go get yourself a tenant and move on. Some turnkey provides everything but doesn't give you inspections. You know, At the end of the day, you should probably look for a group that does all steps of A to Z that we went over here today. And the good ones do that. The bad ones don't. So if if you go through those steps, if 
your your provider goes through those steps, you're off to a good start. That's a great place place to be. That's a really good point. We also see a lot of failed turnkey situations because certain providers will provide the house and then say, we don't do property management, good luck. So with us, not only are we selling a real property in a good neighborhood with good rents and secure good tenants, you know, we do the ongoing management. So we want to make sure that that situation is as good as possible because we're not passing the buck to anybody else. The buck stays with us and we continue to do the management. Yeah, we put a tenant in your house and you think you want a good tenant. We're the ones that has to deal with them. We want them to be a good tenant. We want them to pay. We don't have time to go chase bad payers, which, you know, that can be a whole other topic because there's a point that we, we focus on and we'll go over the types of properties that we focus on. But the main reason we focus on the types of properties we focus on is because they can get good tenants. You know, we're in that top 5% of rental, uh, you know, according to the Census Bureau in our market. So we, we, we tailor to that, um, to that market. And I think that we sh- can provide some real-life examples on a, on a future show. I think it would yeah. be good to show uh, in even two, three, four episodes to show kind of the product that we have. I think that would, would help. But I think that we're kind of getting to the end of our, of our time today. Any other last-minute uh, words of advice? Well, you know, as, as Nike says, just do it. You know, go screen. Go find a good turnkey provider that clicks all those steps. Don't go chasing returns or houses in bad areas. Um, you know, focus, focus on people that you can work with really well when you're, when you're looking for a turnkey provider. Make sure that you guys match up well. And then just go do it. You'll, you know, a lot of people regret not doing things more than they regret doing things. You know, don't, this is a great time to get into turnkey real estate, whether it's with us or someone else. We really, really advise you to go do it. Well, our phone lines are open if someone ever wants to talk to us about turnkey real estate. Like Scott said, there's other great turnkey providers across the country uh, that there, that you could talk to as well if Indianapolis is not your market. We believe in Indianapolis, obviously. But to summarize it, don't trust anyone. Uh, there's lots of smoke and mirrors in our industry. We've been doing this an exceptionally long time. We see clowns come and go. As you can see, I get worked up over it. I got to calm down a little bit, but... Anyway, for uh, for the homeboys, we appreciate you being with us. We'll uh, be on another podcast here soon, and we look forward to speaking with you about your investments. Till then, take care.